Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Bread and Wine Podcast. We're delighted to have you here today. Whether you're listening morning, noon, or night, uh, bless you. And uh, may Jesus Christ himself appear to you and speak to you through our words today. Um, Carl, how are you? Doing very well. (laughs) Uh, It's an amazing day. It's an amazing day. Whatever day you're having right now, just take a second and thank the Lord for it. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank Thank you you for this day. Yeah. We have a great hope. And no matter what happens today, tomorrow, or next week, that hope doesn't change. Mm. And uh, that hope is that our bodies, just like Jesus's, will be resurrected and we will be lifted to share in the glory of the Almighty. Amen. <laughs> Such good news. Joy, joy, joy. Makes everything a lot easier. Yeah. Just knowing that. Oh. You know what else makes life a lot easier? What's that? Knowing the fear of the Lord. Mm. Yes. And knowing your position and where you sit. Yeah. Uh, com- in comparison to him. Um, so that's our topic for the day, the fear of the Lord. Uh, and a lot of times we mention and talk about the personal aspect of Jesus, how closely we can be to him in friendship and relationship, uh, even so far as to ask him what to wear today to school or work. Um, and that is an amazing fact of who he is. But today we want to highlight the reverential awe and power uh, and substantive glory that he carries mm. uh, and how we are to be postured mm. towards him. Um, so, Carl, what what is on your heart first on this topic? <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I, guess I would just start with... Um, that, that verse, it talks about the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and um, just how important it is for us to have that um, that right perspective to see the Lord rightly in all of his glory. Um, man, uh, like, like you were saying, one thing that... Um, <sighs> one thing that we talk about a lot is like the friendship of the Lord and how he's our best friend. And that was something that I really needed help, um, seeing, um, in God. And I'm still learning to see that more and more daily. Um, but the fear of the Lord, it just, it's, it's, um, it's a holy reverence. It is a, um, rightful yielding to the most high in all of his glory and recognizing that he is holy, 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 that he's so holy that there are angels all around his throne at all times, um, saying those words around his throne. Um, yeah, uh, it's, it's, um, it's a powerful thing. It's hard to put words on, honestly, for me. Um, I'm a big like feeler. So like, um, when the fear of the Lord comes for me, it's like everything else stops and nothing else matters. And, um, hmm, everything else just disappears. Um, I remember, um, yeah, I just, there's a lot of times I've, I've experienced that I would say in his presence where it's just like, whoa, 
it's something other than. Yeah. In fact, how about for a moment, uh, will you join us in just a moment of reverence and honor uh, to his glory and majesty and just whatever you're doing right now, if you're washing the dishes or if you're driving, uh, whatever you're doing, uh, just take a moment of silence with us and pause uh, and just give him glory and, and just take a moment and become aware of his glory in reverence in three, two, one. He is here. He is here. And He is with you, wherever you are right now. Whew. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes we need to do that. Uh, that's a good practice. In fact, uh, if you're if you're struggling to enter into the presence of God, if you find yourself, oh, I'm trying to read my Bible, I'm trying to pray, uh, sometimes just being still and giving Him honor. Uh, and giving him glory with with your with your stillness, with your heart, uh, and really making yourself aware of his omniscience, his omnipresence. Um, that that so many times has been the key uh, that unlocks the door, <laughs> so to speak, mm. to uh, to encountering him. Um, and that's that's scriptural. That like that's biblical. That's not just Seth's experience. Um, but reverence, reverence is a huge, tremendous thing. <laughs> it even says that Jesus was heard by the Father because of his reverence. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's crack that open a little bit. Um, what is reverence? What is honor? What is respect? What, is, what does that look like to give that to the Lord? It's a great question. <laughs> it's a great question. Um, like I said, for me, man, it's it's hard to put put words on. Um, <clears throat> like I was saying, though, like just just in those moments where you're reflecting on um, being reverent towards Him um, and just beholding Him, right? Like mm. there is something about like beholding God and in in. Um, having a, a holy reverence towards him. I'm, I'm reminded of like when, when John saw him and he's like, behold hmm. the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Like that's such a heavy and weighty statement. Like if we really behold what he said, like he's saying like, well, like behold, this is the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Um, only Jesus can do that. There is no other name um, higher than His. There, there is no other um, sacrifice that's that's worthy. And so, like, there's just so many things that you could, you know, be in awe of, or reverent of, or honor. But like, that's that's one place of of recognizing that, like, hang on, like, 
Jesus, who who's absolutely the the line of the tribe of Judah is also the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And so mm. it's like, it's like being, mm. I guess, I guess aware maybe. Yeah. Maybe the fear of the Lord, maybe a part of that is just becoming aware of, of he, who he is. You know, I yeah. mean, you could, you could go a million different ways with that. He's holy. He's worthy. He's, he's perfect. He's, he's, um, love. He's, he's all these different things. Um, and, and I guess, you know, in that moment, John's saying like, hey, like this is the perfect spotless, blameless um, son of God who takes away our sin and the sin of the world, you know. Hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking about people maybe we revere in life and uh, their position is what often gives them our reverence. So people in wow. positions of, uh, you know, pre- let's say presidency, prime minister, leaders of countries, actors, movie stars, uh, singers, we give them our reverence because of their position. And so when we think of the position of the Father right now, <laughs> seated in heavenly places and angels and elders are worshiping him and the heavenly armies are bowing down to him right now as we speak, that position, he is at, Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. Uh, he has been given authority like he has all the authority so even going back to what you're saying here is the spotless lamb right the facts of the knowledge of god help cultivate our reverence for him the knowledge of who he is cultivates our greater reverence for him The, the more we come into knowledge of him the greater wisdom we have of his attributes his divine nature his character the more astounding he will become in our midst because we will understand the essence and the substance of who he really is. Mm. You know, this happened on, on the mountain of transfiguration where Jesus took his three beloved up on the mountain and God, the father appears in a cloud. Oh, he appears in a cloud (laughs) and Peter, he doesn't know what to do. Like there's so much magnanimous glory there. <laughs> I love <laughs> you gotta, that word. I know I love that word. Elijah and Moses are there. The Father is like speaking audibly, wow. saying, "Listen to my son." And Peter's like, oh, "We can build a tent for y'all." I <laughs> 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 didn't know what to do. He's like, "What do I do right now?" He's like, "You don't have to do anything. Like, just be here." <laughs> Like, that's it. Just be here. Wow. Um, and so that they got to experience <laughs> Jesus. They, they get to see a glimpse of Jesus in the fullness of His glory when He comes. Jesus. Uh, they got to see a little, a little glimpse of it. So, anyways, mm. those characters, those attributes of Him. That's why it's so important to read the scriptures. That's why it's so important to read the scriptures because we get to know, yeah, who He is. Yeah. And that gives us greater reverence for him. How could it not? Right. How could it not? Yeah. Yeah. There's something like when it comes to fear of the Lord, there's something like um, really weighty on like the book of revelation for me when it comes to the fear of the Lord. And like, you're talking about like reading the scriptures and seeing him rightly, like like we, we look at the times that we're living in and, and, you know, there's, there's a lot of, um, 
there's a lot of chaos in the world that, that appears to be chaos. And at the same time, he holds everything in the palm of his hand because of his sovereignty. Um, and, and, and everything is going according to the plans of the Lord as far as um, he will be glorified by the end of it. And, and one day he will open the scroll. One day he will break the seal. And one day he will come back for his bride. And um, man, I, I, the reason that um, I was um, uh, just thinking about that now is I just remember um, this one one moment in time um, I was at this big worship um, gathering and it was like the fear of the Lord was just really heavy in the room. And I remember um, like entering into this moment of intercession where like my whole physical body um, just came into agreement. It seemed like with what the Lord was doing in the room, as far as like pouring out the fear of the Lord in the room. And like, I just remember, bro, like I, I was standing up and I was like, I was moving my whole body and I was just like, I, I mean, I can't really articulate what I was doing <laughs> over the microphone, but, but like I was swinging my hands from top down and out. And it was almost like I was like ushering, um, something, from the, from the heavens down to the earth. And it was like, I was coming into agreement that, um, one day, like the Lord is going to pour out the bowls of wrath. Um, and, and, and that there will be a day of judgment and that there will be a day where we see the King coming on the clouds. Um, man, I, I, I think, I think thinking about and talking about the return of the Lord and, 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 that, that, that day when, when he parts the clouds and, and comes back for his spotless bride, there's something on that for me that just, that just, mm, it's hard again to articulate, but, um, I, I have had those moments where I've been reflecting and meditating on the scriptures when it talks about he'll part the Eastern sky and, and come, you know, and come and, yeah. um, I've been driving in my car. There's been times I've been driving in my car and I like look up at the clouds and it's like, the Holy Spirit comes and it's like, oh my gosh, like Jesus is going to come through these clouds and everyone will see and everyone will know and every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. And it's just like in those moments, man, um, nothing else matters. I don't know if you've ever seen those like testimonies on like social media. It's been a while since I've had social media, but I do remember people like posting dreams and things like that about like, Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. Like mm. Jesus is coming back. And the state that these people are in when they're posting these testimonies is so tangibly different than anything mm. that exists in this world. Like nothing can move you like the fear of the Lord. Like if you have an encounter with God in your dreams where he shows you he's coming back or like people talk about, you know, rapture dreams or, or whatever kind of dreams that they're having, it's like there's something that comes over them that changes them forever. Mm. And it's like when you get that glimpse of like mm. his holiness and who he is and like when scripture and encounter meet, like when you have an encounter with the Lord that lines up to the scriptures and you can cross verify and say, wow, this is from God and he's wow. speaking to me. It's like something happens to these people and they're literally just in tears weeping. Mm. And they're like, one of the things that I, I remember people saying in these testimonies is like, nothing matters guys. Like, all your possessions, your job, your car, your clothes, like forget it. Like none of it is, is worth anything in comparison to the Lord. And it's like, it's just like the fear of the Lord really does that. I feel like it, it just, 
it, it, it empowers us to leave everything behind. It empowers us to forsake our lives. It, it empowers us to um, lay our lives down for the sake of the Lord. And we're unable to see him in this way, but by his Holy Spirit. It's not by strength or by might, but by his spirit. And so um, even in, even experiencing the fear of the Lord in any way, shape, or form, in any degree or any measure, first of all, rejoice in whatever level or understanding you have of the fear of the Lord, because it says that whatever is excellent or pure or praiseworthy or noble, like focus on these things. And he is all of those things. Um, man. Mm. Yeah. What I'm about to say might hurt a little bit. Uh, it might hurt, but it's better to come to terms with it than, uh, than to be comfortable in, uh, in, in your deficit. But I say this because I've been there. Um, maybe you don't have a real acceptance of the reverence of God, of, of his reverence. You don't understand it because you don't actually have faith in it. Uh, you don't have faith that he is that. You don't have faith that he is coming back. It It is a reality that you subscribe to culturally, maybe within your communities of faith. You subscribe to that belief in public or amongst your peers, but do you actually believe that? Wow. Like, do you believe it so much so that you are changing your life because of it? Have you changed the, the very fabric of your decisions because of these truths? Or do you lack faith? And because you lack faith, you're not actually experiencing the reverence of God because it's not there for you. Um, I just say I've been there. And if that's you, ask for faith. <laughs> ask for faith. And oftentimes what prompts faith is acting out in response to what that faith requires. So whatever that is, if Jesus, if you know he is commanding you to do something, or if there's a commandment in the scriptures that you're denying because you don't believe that it's actually true, that it will affect your life, that it does matter, <laughs> Start doing it. Amen. Start doing it. Faith without works is dead. It's dead. It's dead. Amen. What is that scripture about? Like it is sin. Like if you know what to do and, and do not do it, basically. Like for him, it is sin. If if you you know know what is right and do not do it, to him it is sin. Um, I'm not sure exactly the address on that, but. Um, that just came to mind and, um, gosh, I, I really love that challenge and, um, man, honestly, bro, like that's something that I'm continuously, continuously like asking myself. And I really believe that we have to stay in that posture of, um, remaining fruitful, always remaining fruitful, always abounding in the work of the Lord, Paul says, um, that we might not shrink back. Um, and especially as, as, um, we approach, um, his return and his, his, his coming kingdom. I love how, I love how we say that every time we pray the Lord's prayer, like your kingdom come Lord, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's just, it's such a beautiful, beautiful prayer. Amen, bro. And speaking of scriptures, uh, I wanted to read this one in Hebrews 5, uh, verse 7. It says, 
is talking about Jesus. During his earthly life, he offered prayers and appeals with loud cries and tears to the one who was able to save mm. him from death. He was heard because of his reverence. Whoa. Although he was the son of God, he learned obedience from what he suffered. Whoa. After he was perfected, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. And he was declared by God a high priest according to the order of Melchizedek. Um, So it's just speaking about scriptures and yeah, what, what does reverence do for us? Um, Let's just have a quick conversation on that as we, can I close up here? For Jesus, his reverence mm. made God pay attention. Golly. It it made God pay attention. He's, he said he was heard because of his reverence. You want God to hear your prayers? I do. I want God to hear my prayers. Honor him. Honor him. Um, and so reverence actually, um, one of the things it does for us, it opens the heart of God, which is a beautiful thing. What else does it do? Wow, dude, I'm 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 really like catching that revelation. I feel like in greater measure, just just from uh, that scripture, how God heard him because of his reverence. Like I'm also reminded of that scripture where it says that if we know that he hears us, then we know that we have what we ask for. Um, I believe it's in John 15. Um, but man, that's just that's just so powerful and and how Jesus himself is God like the son of God and like he saw like the holiness of the father even um while he was here that's just so incredible Oof. wow yeah. um and and then i guess just to further go with your question of like what does it produce um i was uh just going on a quick little walk before um you got here and uh just kind of talking with the Lord and I felt like he asked me a question and he was like, um, basically like in your life, son, like, is there more fear associated with man or me? Hmm. Like, which is greater in your life, son, the fear of the Lord or the fear of man? Hmm. And he just kind of like posed me that question. And to be honest with you, like there's been times a number of times, a ton of times where I've been more afraid of what man thinks about me than what God thinks about me. And that's mm. not okay. That's not okay. Like that's just not okay. Right. And it goes with like living that life of constantly living a life of repentance. And it's not, um, I'm really, man, my perspective is changing on, on repentance lately where it's like, Man, it's such a gift that he shows us these things because he's he's longing and excited to take these things from us. And so I love that when we just are in relationship with him and, and we, we are even trying to pursue the fear of the Lord, like his grace comes and he asks simple questions like that to lead us and guide us into ridding us of the fear of man and bringing us into a healthy and holy reverence and fear of the Lord. Amen. The last thing uh, we'll, we'll end on this uh, scripture, um, the, the reverence and fear of God does so many more things we could talk about for hours. Uh, but the last one I'll, I'll just say um, is the reverence and fear that we have of his judgment, that uh, he is the great judge and he will judge the living at the and the dead at the end of days and to the righteous, 
They will go with him to eternal life, to live in bliss with him forever. To the wicked, they will perish and be uh, cast away. Um, and so there's a healthy fear of the Lord as judge and as righteous and holy lawgiver who will not tolerate evil. He will not tolerate it. Uh, thank God that he has made, uh, <laughs> he's made Jesus to be the perfect sacrifice that all our wicked debts are paid. Um, but also that should inspire us to live a holy life now uh, because he has so graciously provided us a way of salvation. Um, how terrible, how in dire straits are we if we neglect such a great salvation uh, and don't take it seriously. <laughs> yeah. um, and the scripture says this, then comes the end when he hands over the kingdom to God the Father when he abolishes all rule and all authority and power. For he must reign until he puts all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be abolished is death. For God has put everything under his feet. Everything is under his feet. And then it says, when everything is subject to Christ, then the Son himself will also be subject to the one who subjected everything to him, so that God may be all in all. All in all. Um. Yeah, so as, as we depart today, Carl, would you pray, pray a blessing over people for uh, stepping into this, um, really yeah. this understanding? Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to close with one more scripture yep. too. Um, it's um, Isaiah 41, verses 8 through 11. <clears throat> and it just says, But you, Israel, my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, the offspring of Abraham, my friend, you whom I took from the ends of the earth and called from its farthest corners, saying to you, You are my servant. I have chosen you and not cast you off. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Behold, all who are incensed against you shall be put to shame and confounded. Those who strive against you shall be as nothing and shall perish. And I just wanted to read that because it's so beautiful how the proper fear of the Lord um, frees us from being afraid. Hmm. It's just so incredible how God does things like that. Hmm. It, it's one of those things that, as Isaiah tells us in chapter 55, that his ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. And as high as the heavens are above the earth, so are his thoughts above our thoughts and his ways above our ways. So um, I pray that that blesses you. And yeah, Lord, we just thank you, God, for your holiness, God. You are so other than, Lord, that it makes no sense to our feeble minds, mm. God. And yet at the same time, you're mindful of us, Lord. God, I'm reminded of that scripture that says, who is man that you are mindful of him? We stand in awe, God. Even as Job was upset with you, God, you, you, you presented him with the question, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth, God? Who are we to question your holiness, God? Who are we, God, to question your magnitude, Lord? Father, yet you love us even when we do. That is an other than God that I do not understand. So, Father, I just pray that you would release, God. We just release, Father, the fear of the Lord, Lord over the body of Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ, God, that we would have a healthy reverence and a healthy fear of who you are, God, that it would change and shape the way that we think, God, that it would change and shape the way that we move, that we would even exist, Father, during our time here, Father, for it is but a mist, God. 
Let us not shrink back, Father, but but deposit within us, Father, a fear, God, that consumes all of our fears. Mm. Only you can do that, God. Deposit within us, Father, a fear of the Lord that consumes all of our fears. For God, you are an all-consuming fire, God, and we give you all access. We give you permission, Lord, to come and consume us with the fires of your love. We step into the refining fire, God, everything that would hinder us from seeing you rightly, God. We give you permission to burn it away, God. In Jesus Christ's holy name we pray. Amen.